The following pendant production. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the commentary for the Kingery Season 10, Episode 2, Day of Our Life. With me is the assistant director, Bruce Busby. Hello. And the writer of this episode, who also plays Tommy slash Jennings Jerkel, Pete Milan. Hello. And uh, we're continuing our theme of focusing on one storyline each episode, as opposed to spreading it out. So this this is Tithia's episode. And yes, and uh, she is waking up with her uh, her new. Uh, we don't we don't know how long it's been since the end of uh, season uh, the previous season. Yeah, that's the uh, this per- this new person she's with uh, is named Palace, uh, as in Palace Athena, P A L L A S, not a big old brick building with a king in it. And of course, that's uh, Cat Pride as Tithia and Alexandra Jameson as Pallas, uh, mm-hmm. one of our new people joining the show this season. And, and we are grateful for their their good audio. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and now we're in a flying car. As Pete puts it, think the Citadel for Mass Effect. We also kind of went with Blade Runner a little bit. Uh, Bruce. Yeah, those those were the two uh, the two influences on this uh, on this script. Where it's just it's. Uh, it's just a city of of the future on a planet of the future, maybe not actually a planet, more of a giant space station where people live and work and thrive. Now, did uh, Jerkel say Calgon there? Possibly, I don't know. Uh, I didn't write any actual lines for myself there. I just uh, said incomprehensible alien language coming from behind a scarf. Yes. Then we get the big reveal there of Pete, of course. Now we're in a. Le- hall so uh tithy is a professor which is and this was cool. the first uh, the first scene when i uh first wrote the script uh the first draft was like 10 pages long so i had to go back and uh add more uh character development you were smarter than the smarties you all worked very hard to get here nobody forced you Dan Tithia just gets a wall of text in this scene yes <laughs> oh yeah she, she does it quite well Maybe they were also scientists, hackers in their youth, something like that. Maybe it was something as simple as the first book you were given to read. I couldn't tell you how I ended up here. My father. <laughs> this episode is so dead. deep, bro. <laughs> it's all just wow, man. Can I buy some goodie. pot from you? <laughs> how do I know what the color is to me of blue? How do I know that you see the same color, man? Why do they call him fingers when I never see him thing? Why do we drive on a parkway and park in a driveway? Wow, you've read your Carlin. And if there's a fence, what is one fence? I remember once a teacher, you know, told me, said, this is a riddle and I want you to try and solve it. And she said, why is a stove? I've never been able to figure out what the hell she was talking about. Quite frankly, I suggest that the woman may have been trying to drive me mad. Correct answer is Sabbath mode. Okay. Next time I want to see proper falling out. Palace coming in. And uh, I wrote Palace. I didn't. Uh, I specifically wrote Palace uh, without a specific gender. <laughs> Uh, you know, no reference to him or her or whatever. 
but in my head, uh, whatever gender or not gender, he or she or they are, uh, they look like David Bowie. <laughs> I'm on board with this. And interestingly, her voice when she recorded was incredibly sultry. And we actually, I, I applied something I call a desultrifier to make it a little less sultry. Because unless you sat down and actively programmed an artificial intelligence to develop romantic feelings for you, Hebe did have free will. And uh, when, when she was recording lines, she actually said H-E-B first time around, uh, which is a uh, chain of grocery stores down here. Named for a guy named Harlan E. Butt. That's true. Okay. And they were recently sued, so I sent the copy of the, uh, the, the infringement material off to Dave. Just He was like gobsmacked, I think. <laughs> yeah, sue his butt off. Hey! Wow, wow. Bingo. Do you believe in a higher power? That's a very to a nice little cafe here, a little yeah. ambient music, and then and another episode where people are chewing. This whole episode, this whole episode is like my dinner with Tithia. It's just two people talking <laughs> the entire time. Well, it, it's a nice break for Tithia because she's more or less happy. Yes, for once. I mean, she's still got that little bit of tortured emo kid in the background, but for the most part, she's happy, which we haven't seen much from her. You might as well ask why the two of us are together. I like asking if the goddess knows what kind of sauce uh, Palace should have. That's, yeah, that's good. The Mayans had gods and goddesses for specific little things, so I'm sure maybe one of them has a has a sauce uh, a sauce boss. I find your views intriguing. I wish to subscribe to your newsletter. Hey, there's free will, and then there's being an asshole. Master of disguise, <laughs> man of mystery. Besides, it's not like I. Is something wrong? <laughs> Her waiter reminded me of somebody. <laughs> hmm. That's so subtle. Uh, it looks like a breathing apparatus. You know, like a cabbie was wearing this morning. Right. You know, wink. <laughs> I mean, it would be nice. Okay, quickly move move the listener's head back about <laughs> three minutes. And now we see Tithia's apartment, um, complete with Alexa, or the uh, Kingery version thereof. Yeah, Ariel is the name of uh, Tithia's uh, e-assistant, which uh, came from the Tempest. Ah. Ariel is the spirit that uh, Prospero summons to do his bidding, so... Very nice. And this is uh, Marie. Hmm? Go he ahead. Doesn't summon, he doesn't summon Jeff Bezos. Or, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got Maria Miklasavage as the broadcaster, and Noah Martin as Tripti Copley, and Kim Giannopoulos as Doc Briggs, and Alicia Lane Pickens as Maddie, making quick appearances in here. Uh, Bruce and I were talking before about uh, the the having this broadcaster run under everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, I th I thought it worked out perfectly uh, myself, the timing of it. Mm -hmm. um, what you sort of have here is that the former star of a show called Quantum Leap Generation Lost uh, was arrested outside his ex-husband's house early that morning. Okay. And uh, both, both Tripti Copley and the name of the hologram star, Ryder Sprout, 
came from the the name generator in uh, in Scrivener. Scrivener has this oh, name nice. generating thing where you just roll the dice and ten different names will come up depending on what kind of ethnicity you want. And one of the names either, that came up was Tripty Copley, and I'm like, that works. It's either romance heroes or NXT wrestlers, one or the other. And, and of course, you you make a, a re a reprisal here oh, God, from yes. the past. The, the the second trailer ever for the Kingery makes a brief appearance, and Tommy sounds like a frog. Yes. <laughs> well, that's that's Tommy trying to sound respectable, <laughs> trying to trying to put on a uh, you know. Hello, I am Tommy Arkell. I am not a common street thug, but a businessman who is legitimate. <laughs> And you probably just got tired of that much damage to your vocal cords. And that piece of audio is probably about 10 years old now, yeah, isn't something it? like that, yeah. Oh, this is just priceless. <laughs> Would I sound any more duress. stiff? <laughs> that, was, that was a directorial, under duress. Could I sound any more stiff? I want to see it again and again. And uh, this is a kind of a big info dump because it's the first time we've kind of gotten much of a idea of the passage of time between last season and this. And we've seen what's happened to the Kingery versus what they're saying has happened at the Kingery. It's very, uh, oh no, it's very uh, current in some ways. Yes. And we're not sure even how much longer this happened, this episode takes place after the right. first episode. I <laughs> show me fun. kittens kittens okay. always sure. helps you want me to order something really bad for I love the cl uh, this was a great close I'll make the call and now we swap over to where Jerkel is hiding out in a somewhat less less respectable uh, part of town a really nice temporal meld there with a repeat yes. And uh, this is uh, Momo playing Nora, who is the uh, mook in this episode. <laughs> Nora is a uh, is a, another sex worker because I've got to have at least one sex worker in every script I write for the Kingery, even when well, yes. there really makes no sense for there to be to be one. Who uh, who uh, Jerkel in his in his uh, mania has hired to be his major. My invaluable sounding yes what the hell was your name <laughs> corporal lieutenant corporal whatever just sounds so bored with the whole thing she does it's great <laughs> secret intrigue i love it whatever <laughs> man I mean, i'm just here until i get paid i flew a sky cab he's very proud of that International man of mystery. <laughs> and it wouldn't be a Pete episode without Pete Adlibs. In his own script. Now you, there's a there's a line coming up that uh, I had to re-record uh, because I have it written as my name's not Tommy, it's Jenkins. Uh, apparently, this character is named Jennings. Um, right. <laughs> I would have I would have bet a finger that his name was Jenkins and <laughs> well and I didn't think anything about it because he is kind of losing his marbles at this point 
But then you said it in the in TWIP interview not too long ago. And I was like, wait a second. You might better check on that. <laughs> I mean, I've in the script, I refer to this character as Jerkel because it's, a, it's right. a combination of Jennings and Arkel. And it's just or, a... Or Arkel, as, as, as we heard a lot of uh, earlier when we were putting this thing together. Yeah. Arkel. Oh, okay. Well, that explains it. Right, uh, a little bit of re-recording had to be done. <laughs> this is actually my second time recording these lines. Uh, the first time, um, I, I guess I just uh, crept up a little too close on the, on the microphone, and everything was all uh, all washed out. That'll happen. And you actually did an ad lib of of, a, of the butterfly story last season. I actually I did. Think I yes. Ended up using. So I was kind of glad to see. Luckily. Now, there's one scene in there, a couple lines back, where where Jerkel just loses his mind and gets frustrated. And it said, I had him break something. Originally, you had him slapping himself. That ended up coming off as him slapping Nora. And, oh, okay. Uh, like that so much. Good point. It's hard. But but good good job foleying yourself on that. Yes, thank you. N- nice clown music you got in the background there. It's just mm-hmm. like you know. Oh look, the Shriners are in town. Books and an well, overall, this is a off-the-wall scene, so little off-the-wall music. I mean, I, I I want people to feel for this guy. I mean, it, it's he's 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 kind of an idiot, but he did get roped into something that he had no idea what was what was, how where it was going to end up. Right. And you got to wonder what the lifetime is for his situation because that's unprecedented, I think, in soul history. Which would explain a lot. You owe me 16,000 credits. Send it to my account within the hour or I'll come back here and I'll throw you out the window. Have a nice life, you fucking fruitcake. And Jerkel just goes back to work. She seems nice. She seems nice. <laughs> okay, I couldn't resist making shameful theme song ringtone. Genesis shameful. I've been trying the to watch that in for a while since season seven, Alice. and I finally found a good place where I could put it in where it didn't seem too out of place. So this is a nice shout out to longtime listeners there, and stay tuned for Patriot next year coming in twenty twenty. Yes, evil will happen. And now we're back in uh, Allison's steel room. Uh, uh, Aaron and Chris bringing in food to Allison. You, know, you got to at least feed your prisoners. That's that's just good prisonering. Now what? It's dinner time. You brought uh, your favorite. Christine Chester as Aaron and Caitlin Kleiman as Chris and Melissa Autumn Hearn as Allison. Remember my mother. And, and she uses but the I'm same voice sure. I use with the dog. <laughs> it's it's your dinner. <laughs> Strength up for what? Baked ziti was very much on my mind at this uh, as I was writing the script because I had to prepare it for a uh, for a work event. Mm. Oh, it's good. So came out came out pretty well. Came out pretty good. I did use a mozzarella provolone uh, blend in the uh, on top. I like when writers put a little bit of themselves in the script. Write what you know, kid. No one has given me any underwear. The jumpsuit wicks away moisture. So, until someone does me the common fucking courtesy of telling me my Wicks name, away moisture might be one of the worst what? turns of phrase in the history of this show, and that is saying something. That is saying something. <laughs> For all I know, it's poison. The reports are right. You are a pain in the ass. <laughs> what reports? 
Are you sure you won't have any? Positive. All right, but I'm gonna put. And that's actually me uh, gathering up some plastic forks and spoons there because I couldn't never find any silverware that wasn't actually metal. Well, I think it is in the script that uh, we had it as uh, plastic forks. Right, and I couldn't find that sound effect. I was like, okay, fine, fuck it, I'll make it. No one's given. No one's giving this person uh, something deliberately sharp. No, God no. Dave does fully incorporated. We wouldn't do that. (laughs) Stop it! You're scaring me to death. Let's just de-escalate the situation. <laughs> We're gonna go have some of this. Oh, We're absolutely. not gonna let this go to waste, kids. Is that mozzarella? It sure is. It's a mozza provo blend. Yum. <laughs> Fine. Go. I can wait. And when I find out who I am and who put me here, you're all gonna be and originally, uh, her stomach was supposed to gurgle there, but I couldn't find a way to do it without making it sound like a toilet, so I just uh, <laughs> did it that way. It's unpleasant, but not that unpleasant. And that's it. That's it. Julia Eve uh, reads us into Oblivion with the credits. A fabulous job. And uh, the next episode is somebody else's problem. That's right. It's actually uh, Perry Whittle. So we'll have him here in about 30 days um, and a lot of scenes. And uh, so, yeah, we'll join us then. Uh, visit us on Twitter at Pendant Web, on Facebook if you still have that, uh, Tumblr, uh, all all the social medias were there. We're on Spotify now, so if you play with that, you're more than welcome to check us out there. We're we got a Discord. We're taking over the world, folks. Uh, and leave us a review to, to let us know what you think of our uh, world yeah, domination plan. We have plans. Friendster. We have a MUD. Uh, there's a Usenet group. I think we have ICQ still. Um, I'm positive we have MySpace. <laughs> anyway, if you want to play chess time. by mail, we have a, a PO box. Yes, right. uh, we've done smoke signals. And uh, in case you didn't notice, we have transcripts now for the episode. That's something I don't think we touched on last episode, but uh, we have transcripts for the episode now. So. Yes, it's accessible to everybody. Well, that's kind of awesome. James Rossi's been doing that, and he's doing a fabulous job. Thank you, James. So, until next time, this is Dave for Bruce. That's me. And Pete. That's also me. And we'll see ya. Goodbye. Bye. And we're out. <laughs>